get Stephen Cluxton this morning, Ashling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can retire. This is your future. No, re- no pressure. Thanks, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go up and uh, find out what room he is. Knock on the door. OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Hurling on Off The Ball with Board Gosh Energy. Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. And this is Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. Now, July is a wonderful month if you follow Intercounty Gaelic Games, but with the hurling and football finals and successive weeks, it can be hard to digest everything we've seen. So we're going to try and do that and have fun over the next hour by picking our teams of the year in hurling and football. For the next half hour, it's hurling. We'll have Claire's James O'Connor shortly on the line. And at the moment, we do have Tiberi's John Bubbles O'Dwyer. Bubbles, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad now. All good. How are you? Yeah, good to talk to you. Uh, John and um, you can text us folk 53106 if you'd like to tweet us at Off The Ball we're streaming the conversation as well so you can listen on News Talk across the country also watch us on the Off The Ball digital and social channels on Twitter, Facebook and on YouTube uh, Bubbles a couple of weeks have passed now what did you reflect and make of the season as a whole obviously an incredible performance by Limerick in the second half that final yeah, I suppose people were kind of right not Limerick kind of at the start of the, kind of in the Munster the middle of the Munster championship but um Look, once they got to the Munster final, I thought it looked like there was nothing, nothing else going to be only a Limerick win. But look, super performance by by Limerick in I suppose the second half of the the semi final and the second half of the final, and and look, deserve deserving all Ireland champions. Did you miss it yourself, John? This season, are you playing still playing club? Are you? I'm still playing club. Yeah, no. Look, inter county, like when you go down to games and there's there's packed houses in Parky Quay and Semple Stadium. That's when you kind of miss it. But look, I was I was happy enough not to be not to be playing. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I miss it that much. But um, look, it it'll be great to be able to get out in Crow Park in front of eight to a thousand people. But um, look, it was it was a great year for Intercounty for for the hurling and and you know Limerick Limerick are fully deserved winners. What was the difference in the second half? Do you feel because they got into such a rhythm against Kilkenny? Well, Limerick Limerick are kind of known as a second half team, but I, I I just I just think when they when they put the stamp on the game, maybe from from five, six, and seven. They kind of they they kind of put the they they kind of got on top and then they kind of drove forward then and look Limerick have so many dangerous players from from five to fifteen that that they can punish you uh, and any given way like you know and and they they just they just got on top and when Limerick get on top it's very very hard to stop them like if you go back to twenty twenty in the Munster final against Tip you know we were what ten pints up at half time and they came out and they ended up beating us by eleven you know that's a that's a twenty one pint swing so. Once they get in a roll, it's, it's very, very hard to stop them because they're st- they have so many big game players that, that can stand up. Will it be monster, do you think, uh, John, that um, next year it might stop the five in a row? Because once you feel they get to Croke Park and the big pitch that they're able to almost stress themselves out a bit. Munster was difficult for them, though, this year. And it's so competitive. Like Cork were maybe unlucky. Tipperary were there, there thereabouts, but the last day didn't help them. How do you feel, Limerick? Or if they're going to be stopped, what is it? If if they're going to be stopped, it is going to be in Munster. Lim- Limerick are probably trying to peak for All Ireland semi final final, whereas other teams are trying to peak for Limerick in Munster Championship. They're around Robin because they need to beat Limerick to 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 qualify for for a final or get or get out of the group. So that's what that's where Limerick might get caught. But I I think now after the scare maybe that they had this year, I don't think it might happen next year. I I think them Limerick might go a bit a bit more lenient in the league and then peak then for, for first, second round of the Munster Championship to qualify and then push on because as you said if they get out of Munster it's very, very hard to stop once they get to Cobb Park because so big stadium, big pitch a lot of a lot of players relish that and, and, and that's what they've been doing for the last I suppose six years. Who's your hurler of the year Bubbles? 
Uh, Aaron Glenn. Right. Um, I just thought he was outstanding. <clears throat> a couple of games he might have been getting the scores, but his movement, his his aerial ability, you know, whether it's up on high on him or in front of him, I just I just think he's unbelievable. Now he had a few competitors, but I I just think he was a standout hurler. I know in the final himself, New Lawler had a had a great battle, but he still had, he still had a good game. So for me, he 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 was the best hurler all, all year round. And it's important to maybe sometimes to recognise players who haven't won it before. Keane Lynch has won it twice. Jimmer Bourne's won it last year. We've had Garrett Haggerty win it. So they'd be deserving win for Aaron for the last few years of of, of contribution that he's made. Yeah, it, it, it is. He was he was he was probably very he, he was probably unlucky last year not to get it as well. Um, you know, he, he had a very good year last year as well. But look, it, it always kind of seems to go to forwards. I know last year Jimmer Burns got it, but so, like a good mention there for Dan Morrissey as well. Like anybody that came into Dan Morrissey's territory this year, like they were snuffed out. He he had a brilliant year, and then his brother Tom as well. They would be my three, my three top players of the year. But I, I, I just think Aaron, Aaron Gillam was was outstanding for the whole year, and I, I think he, if he gets it, he will, he'll be, he'll be fully deserving of it. You were a top forward yourself. What do you like about his play? It seems that he's able to position himself in a way to get the slitter into his hand and make it very difficult for defenders. We saw in the Munster final against Clare, gave him an awful roasting, and then obviously the goal again got two goals. Yeah, I, I, I just think he, he's, he's moving to second to none. But I just think what sets him apart from, from maybe other forwards is, is his aerial ability. Like you see the catch against Galway on Dahi Burke, probably maybe one of the best fullbacks we've ever seen. And it's just the way that he, that he can maneuver himself to, to, to win that ball in the air. And you know, he, he, he's just, he's just brilliant. He's, he's decisively, he's decisively very strong in the air, and he's decisively quick as well as he's shown in the Munster final. Um, you know. It doesn't matter what way he kind of gets the ball, like whether whether it's out in front, he'll battle for it. He's strong, he's tough, you know. And then if it's just put into his hand, he'll finish as well. So he's he 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 has everything. He has everything to be to be a top player, and at the minute, he's probably the best in the game. Uh, John, but just before we get Jamesy on the line, uh, I always admired your your skill on the on the ball and on the with the slitter and with the hurl uh, when you were playing yourself in Intercounty for Tipperary. Did you do a lot of? Was it? Did you feel that the game came naturally to you when you were young, or was it the case of just you you were doing so much work when you were a young young fellow with the hurl and and doing training? No, it's it's kind of something that kind of just came to me. Not that I don't think that's something that you can that you can kind of coach or you can train. It's kind of just something that. That maybe you might have like I I remember when I was growing up there was never a day that I that I didn't have the hurley in the hand and there was never a day that I was down the hurling field or or breaking windows in the house you know and and it's just the more the more you have it in your hand uh, just the more relaxed you are about it. and that's the way I kind of played the game like if whether whether it was first round of of club championship or an All Ireland final for for Tipperary I just kind of approached the game kind of the same and and that's and that's just the way I looked at it. And, and I just went out and kind of express myself and that's the way that's the way I look at look I had to work hard at it as well to get to that level but I think I think it's just something that that you you kind of grow from a young age to, to when you get older because when you get older there's kind of more structures in place and, and a bit more limitation on you but I just went out and just tried to express myself and that's why I suppose my skill maybe maybe showed and were you doing a lot of shooting practice at training and were you the kind of player, player that stayed behind and were trying to perfect certain angles that kind of thing well, yeah, it is. You'd stay behind yourself, but then, like, you kind you kind of get a bit of competition going with with other players there as well. It's like we'll stay behind for for fifteen minutes, and we'll see. You know, the first person to first person to miss is out. You might you might get the ten fours that are on the panel or whatever, in a in a kind of competitive scenario where you're shooting from the forty five meter line on the left, on the right, 
whatever it may be. But yeah, you all, you always have to keep trying to do that. Um, it's very easy to do it on training. It's it's kind of when you're put into a match situation is is when it when it's different. And I suppose when when we were at our peak with Tipperary coming up against the players like like Brendan and Padraig Mara, I suppose that's 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 how you you kind of hone your skills when they're when they're putting pressure on you. And that's what makes it easier then when you're going out playing playing on the on the big stage. Did you thrive playing at Crog Park, John? Did you? Oh yeah, I loved it. Like um, I I remember before the twenty sixth to twenty fourteen All Ireland, it was our f- no twenty sixteen All Ireland maybe. Myself and Cahill, we were in a huddle before we went out into the pitch, and myself and Cahill Barrow just were on opposite side of the huddle, and the two of us just smiled at each other, and you know people were getting revved up and getting ready to go play the match, whereas me and Cahill were just kind of looking at each other, smiling, having a bit of a laugh and a joke going out. Like this is this is what we relish going out playing in front of eighty two thousand people and you know, just go out and, and try and put on a show and it's 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 amazing to think that that a game of hurling can bring eighty two thousand people into a stadium and, and put on a show like that and that's just the way I looked at it. I love going out. People always say when they're going around the parade, don't look up into the stands, but I'd be the opposite. I'd be looking up trying to spot people to see the enorm and give them an old smile or whatever. That's 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 the way I used to approach. Did you spot anybody, Bubbles, did you? No, never 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 <laughs> spotted anyone. You'd be you'd be trying to spot them, but <laughs> It's it's very it's very hard when everyone's kind of roaring and roaring and shouting and jumping around and when people are walking past in the parade. But um, yeah, especially on the Hogan stand, you try to spot your family, but you ne- you never pick them out. Very good, very good, Jamesy. How are you, John? I'm good. Yeah, we're speaking to Bubbles Dwyer here uh, about the uh, season and the the teams of the year that you're going to pick. He's gone for Aaron Galan as hurler of the year. Would you agree? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, look, look at he's he's obviously absolutely in the conversation. Um, I went for Dan Morrissey, John, um, just in terms of pure consistency. I thought, you know, early in the year, maybe when, you know, Limerick maybe weren't firing all cylinders, I thought Nicky and the full back line were, were you know, consistently outstanding. And uh, for me, Dan Morrissey was just Mr. Dependable, Mr. Reliable. Uh, you know, if you want him in the half back line to do a job, he'll do it out there. When Mike Casey obviously went down, he, he you know, went back into the, the number three jersey and, and, and filled that position seamlessly. And I just thought they were, you know, so solid, so, you know, defensively hard to break down. Um, and for me, just as I said, he, he's just one of those unsung heroes that, you know, I think the players around him appreciate his value. I think the management appreciate his value. And often those guys maybe at the back don't get the credit they deserved. And I can absolutely understand why, you know, Aaron was most people's choice. I can understand why Kyle Hayes, Obviously, was was in that conversation. I think the Sunday game guys went with him, but for me, um, I just thought and I saw Limerick. I think nearly every one of their games this year, I, I thought he was absolutely, you know, consistently eight, nine out of ten every day he played. And for me, that's that's why I I picked him. Yeah, and um, John Bubbles uh, O'Dwyer has also picked the two Morrissey's in his top three, so we're on the same lines. So Bubbles, who's your goalkeeper? Is it Nicky Quaid, Owen Murphy, somebody else? Uh, I I actually went for Owen Murphy. Um, just bringing it back to to go the goalkeeping job of of stopping shots, I just think he was outstanding. I I know he he might have conceded a few more goals than than Nicky Quaid, and Nicky Quaid's puckouts are brilliant. But I I just think overall Owen Murphy, shot stopping and his distribution. Uh, so I, I I went for Owen Murphy in the goal. Jamesy, who'd you go for number one? Yeah, Owen as well. Um, listen, I think Nicky again probably with the full back line and the defence as solid as it is, maybe you know doesn't have as many shots to save maybe as as other goalkeepers and maybe doesn't get the chance to maybe show his his you know his skills in that department i think maybe nicky as well one or two um goals he might have been disappointed now that's 
I suppose look at the, the high standards that, that he sets. But maybe the one against Cahamanian was a good height for a keeper, even though it was a, a rock in the in the semi final. The one against Peter Duggan, you know, maybe against Clare, the night Clare beat him in, in the Gaelic grounds is one that again he might have been disappointed with. But he pulled off a couple of great saves before that. Um but his distribution is just on a different on a different level. So he's again he had another great year, but Owen probably just again, obviously that everyone's talking about the, the save against Peter Duggan in the semi final, but he's just an unbelievable I think shot stopper, but I think as well he's he's got that calm authority at the back that there's absolute trust in the guy behind him, you know, that, that his full back line have. And again, his distribution obviously is, is is again first class. You can see that he's just a pure hurler. His skill level is so high. So in terms of just probably pulling off the more spectacular saves, um, Owen Murphy just about shades it for me. Well, well I expect uh, Dan Morris, he's then in your full back line. Is he in your in your three? And who are the others? Yeah, I have I view Lawler, Dan Morrissey and Mikey Butler in the full back line. Um look he can make a case for, for, for Barry Nash. But um I, I just think Mikey Butler Mikey Butler is absolutely outstanding. He can he can kind of play anywhere, but the way that he curtailed Tony Kelly in the semi final and look he was he, he was good up to that. I know Peter Casey got a few scores off him in the final, but I, I, I just I just think he's he's constantly good and I suppose if you're talking about the other side then you Lawler, he was another fella that, that would have been in the conversation for hurler of the year, so I think I think that's a that's a that's a really solid full back line and, and for me it was kind of an easy pick to put the three of them in there. Who would you put in there, Jamesy? Yeah, great minds think alike, John. Um yeah, Dan <laughs> Dan Morrissey fullback, we spoke about him. Um look at Hugh Lawler again was outstanding. I mean again he's so quick, he's got that ability to recover, which is so important, especially in the modern day full back line when often there's a lot of spaces, maybe two inside, maybe even one inside. And again he curtailed Galan for the most part in the final, you know. Again, did a great job, obviously, in Astros final too. Um, and again, look at Mikey Butler. Obviously, that goal against Galway um, and even against Clare when he was further out the field, he shows that, look, he's comfortable out there as well. Um, Barry Nash, I thought, had, had another, again, really good year, John. I mean, maybe not as outstanding going forward as last year, but I think that's testament to teams deciding that, well, we're not going to allow the short puck out to Barry Nash and we're going to try to curtail him maybe getting forward because of what he, what, he, what he brings but defensively I thought again he made very very few mistakes and he's probably unlucky to lose out but Mikey Butler probably just did a little bit more in terms of I think the goal against Galway obviously and, and maybe again obviously the job he did on Tony in the semi-final What about your half-back line Bubbles is it all Limerick? Uh, no it's not I kind of shifted a small bit around so I went for Dermot Burns at 5 I have Kyle Hayes at 6 and I have David McInerney at seven. Um, look, David or Dermot Burns picks himself. Um, you know, another another outstanding year. He kind of in the in the Munster Championship, he was kind of one of the driving forces behind Limerick when they were kind of struggling a small bit. Kyle Hayes, look, he's he's. I don't think there's any words to describe Kyle Hayes now. We're <laughs> after using so many, but uh, he's outstanding. So I just put him in him in at six just to accommodate David McInerney. I thought David McInerney was Clare's best player throughout the season. Um, along with Shane O'Donnell, but um, I, I I had to find a place for for David Mack, and, and that's why I shifted Kyle Hayes into six. What have you done, Jamesy, in the halfback? Yeah, look, very very few arguments with bubbles. I I, I just went slightly differently. Um, again, Burns and, and Kyle Hayes on the two wings. Um, you know, again, sure, look at two pillars, two two guys that just seem to really do it on the big days as well. I mean, they were outstanding in Croke Park on, on both occasions, and Burns free taking is just again such a another weapon for Limerick to have because anything from you know even inside his own 45 uh he, he he's he's capable of he's capable of nailing um and Kyle Hayes again on the other wing show was outstanding all year um no arguments there I went for John Conlon now I, I totally I mean this was 
this is one I wrestled with because Dave McInerney, I thought particularly the earlier part of the year was just brilliant for Clare. Um, but Conlon, you know, Masikoma substitute in the semi-final again. I thought he'd, uh, you know, just again, like it showed us because how much we missed his presence there last year. I thought he was colossal in the the, the, the night in Emory when we beat. Um, you know, we took the champions down in the, the round robin phase, and again, look at one of those warriors, one of those guys that just is so honest, gives you everything he has. So, so look at one of those clear guys had to get in there. Um, and, and and John, again, I'm, I'm I could easily just as easily have gone for Dave McInerney because, as Bubble said, he was outstanding, but I, I went for John Connan at six and Kyle Hayes and, and Burns on the wings. We're getting the hurling team of the year with Bubbles Dwyer from Tipperary and uh, Claire's James O'Connor. 53106, Mike in touch. Lads, I hope that Tony Kelly's picked in the team of the year. He's judged differently and unfairly. You surely can't not include the top Munster scorer from playing the championship. Well, we'll see what the lads are going to reveal very shortly. Also, William O'Donoghue, will he get a midfield? Bubbles, who are your two midfielders? Akeen Lynch get a shot because he didn't start until the semi-final, but he made a big, big impact against Galway Ankle, Kenny. Yeah, uh, look, Keen, Keen obviously came into my thoughts, but I, I didn't, I didn't pick him. I just, I don't think he just, I, I don't think he played enough throughout the year. So he, he had his injuries, his injury concerns and stuff. But look, his All Ireland final performance was, was absolutely outstanding. But for for the midfield pair, and I, I went for the two Limerick boys. I went for Darrow Donovan and Willow Donahue. Right. Uh, Darrow Donovan again in the conversation for her of the year. We, the more you think about, it, the more players are kind of popping up for for her of the year, but. His his delivery, his use of the ball, and and his his scoring ability is, is unbelievable. And look, you have to have a place for Will O'Donoghue in in the team. I, again, along with Dermot Burns, I thought he was one of the driving forces in the Munster in the Munster round robin stage for Limerick. And look, he's he's absolutely outstanding. When he went to six, he done an absolutely outstanding job. He could have been picked at six on this team, but I I just I just felt I had to get I had to get David McInerney, and so that's why I went to with Will with Will O'Donoghue in in, in midfield. Now I am the hurler on the ditch in this conversation. I would have put Keen Lynch in the in the team. Have you got Keen Lynch in your midfield, Jamesy? I don't, John. Um, but uh, listen, I think again the the big thing for Limerick, whatever Keen Lynch did or whatever Limerick did with Keen Lynch in the six weeks between the Cork game and uh, and, and the All Ireland semi final, uh, they got him right. And it was this was Keen Lynch of old. This was two time hurler the year Keen Lynch, a guy that we hadn't seen in a while that reappeared in Croke Park, and you know certainly. Dahi Burke, I think, was absolutely dominant in that first half in the semi-final. You know, he had a lot of ball. David Reedy wasn't in the game. And I think that switch of Lynch to send forwards, you know, was huge in terms of turning the match because, you know, he started to get on ball, stitch the play together, make all those things happen that, that he's that, that he's so good at doing. And obviously in the final, I mean, when he went to send forward before half time, I thought that was instrumental in turning the match. And he's just... You know, when he's on that form, um, he's just a, a, a huge weapon to have and, and he, he was clearly back to his best. But again, as Bubble said, he probably just didn't play enough. Um, you know, obviously he was, you know, in and out of the team and Munster, um, clearly the injury, you know, wasn't wasn't fully right. But they they had him fully healthy for Crow Park and, and that was a big part of, of why they, 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 they were so comprehensive in, in the last two matches. Um, I went for the same two guys. I mean, we don't know who, you know, went back to centre-back and looked like he'd played there all his life, John. I mean, he was just, you know, so solid, dependable, reliable, just, again, doing the donkey work, putting in the big hits, making his presence felt. Um, so, look, at I think he's, you know, the way he finished the year, he had to be in the team. And Darrow Donovan, as Bubble said, I mean, I think, you know, if you were to do a poll from Galan or Peter Casey or Seamus Flanagan, whoever's inside, you know, who, who puts the best ball into them, I'd imagine it's, or Donovan is very hoping that list because, you know, it's always just perfect one bounce into their hand and, and he's so good at, at, at that. And again, so important to the team in terms of just the way they play, just the little triangles, just 
doing the simple thing, taking the right option, keeping possession, not giving, not giving the ball away cheaply. And again, look at he had a big year. One guy that I, I think is rarely spoken about there, John, that, that deserves to be in the conversation is Colin Malone for Clare. Because, again, I thought he got the better of a, that battle with Adonahu, um, you know, that night in Limerick. I thought, again, he was he's so honest for Clare. He just gets through an amount to work. And again, I thought in the semi-final against Kilkenny, you know, when, when you know, Clare really came back into it, I thought he was one of the driving forces. You know, Adrian Mullen was anonymous for, for long parts of that second half when, when Malone was really winning that individual battle. And he's a guy that doesn't, as I said, get probably the credit he deserves. Um, but he's a really important player for Clare. Just again, one of those, those guys that probably isn't isn't fully appreciated in terms of the work that he does and his importance to the team. But the two Limerick lads are, are my option, my picks as well there. Bubbles, any other counties getting in your half-forward line? Um, I This is where kind of the most of the debate came for me. Uh, I, I Tom Morrissey obviously is going to be in there and Shane O'Donnell. Uh, they're, they're, they're my... They're my two. They're my two wing forwards. After that, then I was kind of stuck between David David Fitzgerald, Tony Kelly, TJ. But I I I eventually decided to go with to go with Tony Kelly. Look, he's I I think he he's being judged on a different scale to everyone else because he's because he's so he's so good. But his monster his monster championship performances and his performance against Dublin were outstanding. He was quite enough against against Kilkenny, but still didn't play that bad. So for that reason, I went with Tony, and then look the two, the other two, like Shane O'Donnell was 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 Clare's best player by by a country mile. I think this year he's so he's so good, he's so aggressive and strong. So he he had to win there. And Tom Morrissey again was was absolutely outstanding up up to the All Ireland semi final. He didn't have a great semi final or final, but he still chipped away. He's he's one of the driving forces behind Limerick. So. That's my that's my half hour line. Tom Morrissey, Tony Kelly, and, and Shane O'Donnell. James, you're under pressure now to pick your Clare lads. <laughs> I am, yeah, um, yeah. Listen, O'Donnell is definitely there, John. Uh, you know, no arguments there. I mean, again, look, but he's just he's just so you know entertaining to watch. He's just capable of doing magical things. I mean, the catch. Um, I don't know was it against Dublin that you know where he just the outside of the hand. It was one of those. I think the lads in Sunday game might have picked it. I didn't see it, see it that night, but. Uh, you know, obviously, I'd seen it on on social media, whatever, um, after the game, and obviously the goal against Kilkenny. You know, to beat Owen Murphy from that distance, and and they're just, I suppose, two of the highlights. He he does so many other, um, you know, good things just in terms of just his primary ball winning ability. Just, you know, been unselfish in terms of the way he always seems to give to give it to the guy in the better position. So yeah, he had a great year for Clare, and obviously it's hugely important for us that he, you know, he he's back next year. Um, Tom Morrissey again. You know, early in the championship, when again when Limerick weren't firing on all cylinders, was the especially with you know Garrod Hager, he was struggling for form, and um, Keen Lynch, you know, in and out of the team. I thought Morrissey was the one constant in that half forward line that, you know, did all the things that we expect of him, but also chipped in with the three or four on the scoreboard. Um, you know, and again, people talk about maybe him not hitting the same heights in, in Croke Park, but you, if you were to sit back, John, think and analyze the fifty-five or sixty-minute shift that he puts in in terms of the amount of work he gets through, the hits he puts in, the ball he gets on. And he'll still again come up with those important scores. Um, he's fundamental to that side. And again, I, I think one of those guys that um, I think real hurling people appreciate how how important he is. So yeah, like Bubbles, the debate then is is for the third position. Um, now look, at, I, I had to do this for a Sunday Independent last week, and I went with TJ Reid um, half on the basis that I'd be accused of of clear bias uh, if I if I went with Tony. 
Um, I didn't think David Fitzgerald did enough. I didn't think he was consistent enough. Although when he was when he was good, he was, you know he was very very good. Um, but I agree with Bubbles to an extent that Tony is is maybe you know judged maybe to a different standard, and he's expected to light it up maybe every day he goes out, and invariably he's he's man marked. You know he's he he's comes in for that bit of extra attention. Um, but I went for TJ and the Sun Independent pages primarily, I suppose, because I think again he he just he just produced these big plays at big times. Um, and again, I mean, look at, he was an erringly accurate on the, on the, on the freeze. I think he's probably lost a step of pace, John, uh, but still, you know, even at the death against Galway in that Leinster final, he was the guy over in the Hogan stand. I think maybe they might've put the ball across. Uh, certainly got a block or, 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 or a vital hook down. Obviously he set up the, the key goal against Clare. It was huge in terms of the turning point in the, in, in, in the game. Um, and I think, you know, 30, 30, he'd be 36, I think in November, uh, he'd probably maybe give him some consideration as to whether or not he comes back and yeah. I do think he's certainly lost a step um, and it wouldn't shock me if we didn't see him again now equally if Horgan stays on maybe that top scoring thing is maybe motivation and fuel for him to come back again but uh, he's been some servant for Kilkenny and okay. you know toss a coin you could have him there you could have Tony there it's 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 six of one half a dozen of the other I think the inside three are probably going to pick themselves and we'll talk about that in a minute but um, yeah. yeah hard to leave Tony Kelly out but I went for TJ maybe that was you know, not to be accused. Of it's okay, Clare, I'll forgive you, Jamesy. Bubbles, what's your full forward line? I, th- I think this is the easiest line of the whole lot to pick. Um, Aaron Glenn, Conor Whelan and Owen Cody. Three three absolutely outstanding players. Um, Owen Cody, I suppose, was in the running for maybe hurled a year up until the final. He was kind of quiet enough. Um, Conor Whelan dragged Galway to, to, some, to some outstanding wins this year. And as I said, Earlier, Aaron Galan for me was the best player in Ireland this year. So it was a, it was an easy pick for the three of them. I just think the three of them are so consistent. Conor Whelan maybe started off the year a small bit, a small bit quiet, but once once it started getting to the important games and the big games, he he started stepping up. And Owen Cody's after turning to a massive leader for Kilkenny as well. He's only he's only twenty two years of age, um, you know, and and he's after stepping into them shoes this year. And and as I said, Aaron Galan absolutely outstanding as well. John Bubbles Dwyer. Seven Limerick, four Kilkenny, three Clare, one Galway, and Aaron Galan, hurler of the year. James, you've gone for Dan Marcia's hurler of the year, and who is your full forward line? The same as Bubbles. The same as Bubbles, yeah. I think um, I think Jake Morris certainly in the earlier part of the championship, you know, was was brilliant for Tip, um, but I think again maybe uh, similar to to Tip overall, maybe he, he he faded out of it and. I think, you know, even even the game they lost against Gorm in the quarterfinal, it was only when he started to get on the ball in the second half, the tips started to get motoring again and get moving and, and, and they got back into the match. So in, in other years, um, you know, maybe he'd been closer. But I think, as Bubble said, that the, the full forward nearly picks itself. Whelan was brilliant for Galway. I mean, you know, was it 1-6 or 1-8 against Kilkenny in the Leinster final? Huge game, obviously, against Tip in the in the, in the quarterfinal. And, um, you know, he was a threat every day. Every day he went out. Owen Cody, as Bubble said, was just probably Kilkenny's best player um, along with Hugh Lawler you know again an outstanding year and again himself and Mossy Keown inside in the final were really starved of ball given how dominant that, that Limerick half back line were so you know he was got the goal obviously could have had a second one the one he flashed um, just outside Nicky's upright in the first half I think the ball came off uh, came back off the upright from, from Mossy Keown and it just showed his mindset I suppose that he knew that they were probably going to need goals to win and that, that, that was close to being a second goal and I just thought that you know he didn't score after that but Really, he was living off scraps, and Kenny just couldn't get enough quality ball into uh, into his hands. So yeah, okay. he's he's not automatic. And Galan, 
I mean, Bubbles has said it. He was yeah. looking outstanding for Limerick, and um, and and he's he has to be in the team and in the conversation for Hurrier. So those three, John. Uh, seven Limerick for you, Jamesy. Five Kilkenny, two Clare, and one Galway. Great minds think alike. You'd know you both won the All Ireland. You both had thirteen out of the fifteen, so you agreed on thirteen out of the fifteen. So Clare and Tipperary, for once, lads, will agree. Uh, really enjoyed it, Bubbles, John Bubbles, Dwyer. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks, Jamesy. Thanks for coming on, James O'Connor. Cheers, John. Take care.